Welcome to the WP Tonic WordPress and SaaS podcast. Jonathan Denwood and his co-host Stephen Souder interview the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning and online marketing to help WordPress professionals launch their own SaaS. Take it away, guys. Welcome to This Week in WordPress and SaaS. It's episode number 675. We're pleased to welcome Katie Keith from Barn 2 Plugins this afternoon, and it's great. So, Katie, if I can ask you just to give us a potted history of you and uh, introduce yourself to the tribe. Right. Well, I'm um, co-founder and director at Farm2 Plugins, which I run with my husband, Andy. We started the company back in um, 2009. um, And like many plug-in companies, we started off as a web design business specializing in WordPress. And then in 2016, we transitioned to plugins and have never looked back. Brilliant. Jonathan, would you like to introduce yourself as the founder of this lovely podcast? Thank you, Angie. And before I do that, I just want to say, Tribe, that Stephen hasn't disappeared. Stephen, when Andrew won't be able to help me as my co-host or the lead, Stephen will be jumping in. So he hasn't totally disappeared. He's just busy trying to grow his own WordPress business, as we are. Um, I'm the founder of WP Tonic. We specialise in hosting and building um, membership and learning management systems on WordPress. Over to you, Andrew. Thank you. Right, we're going to take a little break from our major sponsor because without them, we couldn't do this as effectively. So we're going to go along and listen to something from Castos. Hi there, folks. I just wanted to tell you about our major sponsor, and that's Castos. If you're looking to get into podcasting for yourself or for clients, you need a top quality podcasting platform, and that's what you get with Castos. It has a superb interface, really easy to use, and you're not penalised for success. They have a flat rate pricing structure. Don't matter how many podcasts you make, how many downloads you achieve, you are just pray at one fixed rate with Castos. Plus there's support and just the quality of the people are just amazing. And we're back. So Castos is a great special offer for us at the moment. It's lots of goodies. Go up to WP Tonic dot com slash recommendations you can see the office from castos and our other wonderful sponsors now then katie let's get on to you let's ask you a, a couple of questions if i can find them they're here brilliant so so we discussed earlier that we're right in saying that you're kind of a digital nomad but kind of, you know part digital nomad part residential so where are you speaking from now and why Right. I'm speaking to you from travel and we've worked really hard to build a business that allows us to do so. Um, Although we can't be fully digital nomads because we have a school-aged daughter um, who needs to be in one place for education. So what we've done is we are doing at the moment a trial year in Mallorca to see how that goes and then make a decision for the long term. Sounds brilliant. Is it by the coast or is it up in the the mountains or wherever it or into is it a town location it looks lovely it's a kind of sort of a resort it's a few hundred meters from the coast we can just see the sea from the terrace and there's lots of palm trees and things outside so it's in one of the coastal areas brilliant brilliant so like a lot of founders of successful wordpress plugins because you are a, a founder you and i met 
or a successful founder. You and I met a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago in Berlin. You were sandwiched between the two Andys, your, your husband and myself. And Sean Barton, my our good friend, was there as well. Mm-hmm. And at the time, so that's two, three years ago, you were still growing and you're still de- developing new plugins. It's Andy that does the development, is it? Or do you do development as well? Yeah, I'm not a developer. My background's in project management and marketing, and he's a software developer. So together, that's a really good combination for a plug-in business. Um, he's not the only developer anymore. Since I met you, we've hired um, several developers. We've got four, develop- four developers on the team, plus Andy. Um, so we've grown a lot. Yeah, you have. You've grown massively. And I use a couple of your plugins. I think EU Digital VAT and certainly the WooCommerce one that allows um, stores to do pickup and collection of food, hot, cold food. Oh, the restaurant one. Stuff like yeah. the restaurant one. So I use that one as well. So transferring from a traditional agency to the plugin to be product makers and product marketers, which is one of the most important things. There's a lot of product makers out there, but if they don't have that marketing non you know knowledge and stuff do you think that benefits you coming from an agency perspective because you're used to marketing stuff yeah well the agency is beneficial because that was an insight into wordpress and where the gaps were and one of our first two plugins post table pro uh, came from a client project they wanted to list blog posts in a table and we created a plugin that does that and much more because it can list any post type and then that led to our WooCommerce table plugin, which was, has always been our biggest plugin. So all yeah. of that evolved from the agency insights that we got into what clients wanted and where the gaps in the market were at that time. And in terms of marketing, then I'd say my more my more relevant experience was previous marketing jobs because with agency, you're marketing your services, your time. It's a different kind of thing to marketing products, which is um, so that was sort of a learning curve, but it was useful having that background too. Uh, and also being able to dedicate my time to the marketing because a lot of um, solo developer plugin um, company owners they do the development, they hate marketing and they don't have time for it. And so they launch the plugin, but don't really do that much with it in terms of spreading the word. So that's important. Yeah, I think they get so they get a little bit confused about what is product marketing and what is product development because they love they generally love the product. You know, a lot of people don't actually go out there and, and prove the model. With you mm-hmm. developing the post pro plugin, you kind of developed the model first and it knew that there was a solution that was needed by customers. You were sensible enough to probably say to your customer, actually, we're going to develop this as a plugin and then we're going to sell it because that some clients can get offended by that, can't they? So well, mm. I, but, I, but I paid you to do that. It's, you know, the plugin's got to be mine. And, yeah. I, and I know that certainly Sean has, has come across that. You know Sean Branton pretty well, a plugin developer that is one of my best mates as well. But it, it's it's one of the, one of the things that product makers need to do is maybe consult with people like you you know when we go to a networking meeting or when we go to a wordpress meetup or a WordCamp, how valuable do you think those meetups are and those kind of meetings with people in the in the industry are to people that are just starting out in the product um, marketing arena because i know that you're really helpful and you're really quite gregarious out there and you kind of you, you've got no secrets that's the, that's what I'm trying to say so you tell people how to how you've done it and maybe they can form that how important is that to you do you think to share your knowledge 
Yeah, I think it's important to people starting out. I've talked to a lot of people at work camps that are doing freelance work at the moment and want to um, transition to plugins. So they always like to talk to people that have done that, of course. And it's useful for me in terms of uh, networking and uh, finding opportunities to uh, cross-promote um, plugins that are sort of non-competing, but in the same space, for example. It's always sure. good to meet people and say, oh, actually, yeah, I could publish a blog post about how to use my plugin with yours and you could do the same. And it's a good um, way to find collaboration opportunities. And what, what do you think you can advise the tribe that are listening later down about, you know, what are the hard lessons that you've learned in developing Bantu plugins? What's the, from maybe from a support or a customer service or a, a bug, you know, we, I, you know, look, I'm a product maker as well and there are bound to be bugs in anything, you know, might be a, mm-hmm. a cross plugin, you know, problem or whatever. What's, what's the hard lessons that you've learned really about? building up barn to plugins from agency to plugin to developer to product marketer what are those hard lessons mm. oh there's so many which to choose <laughs> just two the, just, the, two just give us a couple the, the ones yeah. that, that made you want to rip your hair out and go to andy i don't want to do this anymore you know yeah those. i think because of our emphasis on the lifestyle side of things, and we, we've never wanted to be a massive company, we need to think very carefully about each decision, each product. Is it realistic for where we want to go? Um, like, for example, I would not want to launch an e-commerce solution that would um, compete with WooCommerce or EDD or something, because it's just so huge. You couldn't do that without having a massive team, very high overheads, things like that. Um, I had a conversation with, with Yoast once about why he sold and he was saying just the size of the company is overwhelming. Um, it becomes something else and, and that isn't what I want. So when we think about new plugin ideas, we think, is it realistic? Is the pro- potential profit there uh, in relation to the time that it's likely to take? And we have made some mistakes and there's a lot of, it's very easy to have randomness in what you do. So like you say, launching without um, a good market um, evidence that it's worth doing. And we've done a lot of just launching things to sit based on, a, we know there's a gap. We don't know what the demand is and, and we need to improve on that. And we're trying to develop a formula at the moment to um, evaluate new plugin ideas. So we've got like various things to plug into that. Um, about things like the number of people searching for the main keywords, how difficult it is to develop, um, and various factors like that. Um, but we've got that wrong. So, for example, our you mentioned a minute ago our EDD VAT plugin, which makes an EDD store compliant with European VAT law. We built because we needed it on our own website. Uh, the existing solutions didn't actually satisfy the law and they weren't supported properly and so on. So we built it for ourselves and we released it as a plugin. But because it's EDD and not WooCommerce, unfortunately, the market is a bit small for it to be as successful Mm -hmm. as our uh, other plugins. So it does okay, and we keep it because it's on our site, so we need to keep maintaining it. But actually, it's not as profitable as some of our, particularly WooCommerce plugins, um, which have just just orders of magnitude higher sales. Uh, sure. So it's interesting learning. We just we scratched our own itch, and you think that's a great thing, but actually, it's not particularly. It's not a big enough market. So um, of the plugins. 
have any of the plugins, you know, I, I, I don't know which one of your plugins is the biggest seller, but has it been, has it, has it turned out to be a surprise which one has ended up or the, the, the top two or has that gone the direction that you thought it would have gone? Yeah, both of our top twos were a surprise actually. So until last year, our top one has always been WooCommerce product table, which takes your products and lists them in a kind of one page order form so you can buy more quickly. And we never planned to build that. We built, I mentioned one of our first plugins, Post Table Pro, which evolved from a client idea. They wanted to list blog posts. We created a plugin, Post Table Pro, which lists any post type. And suddenly we were getting loads of feature requests for for WooCommerce functionality. Can I have WooCommerce add to cart buttons in my table because I'm listing products? Can I select variations? Can I have the price formatted correctly? So all WooCommerce stuff. So we realized at that point that this is a separate plugin that people are describing and there's a market for it. But we we didn't come up with the idea. It was our customers from a non-related plugin. Um, So that was interesting. And similarly, another offshoot of Post Table Pro is our Document Library Pro plugin, mm-hmm. uh, which we released uh, a year or so ago, I think. And that, because uh, the biggest use case of Post Table Pro, once we got rid of the WooCommerce people and gave them their own plugin, was Document Libraries. So people were creating a documents post type and listing it with our plugin. And of course, they wanted document specific features like download buttons, file type icons, all that kind of thing easier ways to upload the documents. So that's now our other best-selling plugin. And again, we didn't plan that. We It was just evolved from a different plugin. So we Brilliant. sort of take the biggest use case and then create a new plugin. But there are similar plugins, but I'm going to stop there because we're, we're at the halfway um, <laughs> stage and we do need to visit our sponsors again. So we're just going to take a quick break to visit our lovely sponsors. We'll be back in a second. Hi there, folks. Are you looking to build modern shopping cart landing pages using the power WooCommerce for yourself or for clients? And you want to do that quickly with little need to know about hand coding? Well, if the answer is yes, and it should be, I've got the perfect answer for you, and that's Launch Flows. Launch Flows is the most modern and easiest way of building modern landing shopping pages for your clients. It also works natively with Gutenberg and the leading page builders like Alamator or Divi. It's really flexible, really powerful. Are you a creative WordPress agency with a design focus? But are you looking for a great quality development partner, a technical development partner that really knows everything around WordPress and can help you with complicated build-outs? Well, I've got a fantastic solution and partner here, Hustlefish. Now, with Hustlefish, they've got many years' experience in helping design-focused agencies get superb results with very technical and complicated WordPress build-outs. If this sounds like the partner that you need, go over to hasslefish.com and book a free consultation. They'd be delighted to help you. And we're 
back. So in the meantime, before I get Katie um, talking again, she's doing a great job. We, I want you to sign up for the WP Tonic newsletter, which is wp-tonic.com forward slash newsletter, where you'll find panel recommendations and a raft of comments from our very own podcast founder, Jonathan <laughs> Tenwood, on what's going on in the world and in the world of WordPress and tech. So, Katie, the, the next thing I want to ask you, uh, because it is... It's interesting to hear your perspective on how you don't want to grow too big, but actually, are you actually in control of that? I mean, it's basically so over the past couple of years, we've had COVID traveling problems. You were based in Devon in, in, in the UK, I think, for a while, which is very close to my heart. I went to school in Oakhampton, so I know that that place very well. How... Did how was how's business been over the COVID period, and how have you addressed any kind of growth or shrinkage within your own business? You tell me you've got four four or five developers. I know that you're advertising for a content marketer at the moment with very generous salaries there as well on your careers page. So you're you're still looking to grow, but how are you going to control that growth if all of a sudden someone wants you know you get a hundred thousand buyers for a particular product i mean what do you do just put it into draft and say we're not selling any more of that because we can't cope and our knowledge base has got to grow and all that kind of stuff how are you addressing those desires that you don't want to grow too big but you want to be big enough to be able to support the crew that you've got and maybe employ a couple of other people well i suppose that's a good problem to have firstly if that happens um but we've been very lucky through COVID. Obviously, everything went digital at that point. And so we are all in the right business um, compared to a lot of other industries where it's been horrendous for them. Um, in particular, at the beginning of the pandemic in 2020, um, our, our product table plugin started selling loads more. It was already doing really well, but the sales went through the roof and our um, revenue overall was went up by something like a third as soon as the pandemic hit. And wow. we discovered that that was because people were using our product table to create a restaurant ordering system because yeah. restaurants need, needed suddenly to close and start selling online because they weren't allowed to see the customers anymore. And so um, it was a difficult time professionally because we were delighted obviously with the increase horrified at the pandemic and sure. school was closed at that point for like six months ah. and back then there were no support bubbles we my, I have willing and able parents to help well not now I'm in Mallorca but when I was in England I did have help available which I couldn't use because um, it wasn't allowed so sure. we had this massive opportunity and um, less time than usual. Um, but Andy worked really hard. And in July 2020, he managed to launch a restaurant plugin, which you mentioned that you've used, Andrew. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, we, so again, we took our most popular use case, which was restaurant, and created a dedicated solution um, to capitalize on that opportunity even more. Uh, and by then, we did have a support team, which is great. So when you've got um, other people doing your customer support, you can cope a bit more with sudden increases in volume. Um, and we did have to increase the support team. And I temporarily found someone on Upwork, for example, to help out and sure. things and train them up. Um, normally, we use uh, Level Up, which are a um, dedicated yeah, they're great. support company. Yeah. yeah, a lot of 
plugging companies use them and they do really good training and everything. And um, so um, we were already using them. But when they couldn't recruit quickly enough for the demand, I also recruited uh, people myself. Uh, So we we managed it, but it was a difficult time because we wanted to put everything into this growth and we were a bit restrained. So... The move to Mallorca, um, like I said in the title, I put semi-digital nomads because there seems to be those that move around like from every month. And then there's people mm. that kind of spend six months, a year plus in, and then move somewhere else. So you're going through all this. What, what, what drove you to the decision to move to Mallorca and what? Can you give some insights of some things that you didn't anticipate when you made that move connected to also running your business, Katie? Well, the business stuff has been the easy part, to be honest. Oh, right. The moving ourselves, our tax situation, getting visas because of Brexit. Um, Brexit meant we couldn't just move to Spain. We needed no. to get visas. And that was a nightmare and very, very stressful um, there's more about that in my uh, year in review post on our blog, if anyone wants to know all the problems we had with that side of the move. But the business was dead easy because um, our team is already remote. We already communicate on Slack and things like that. And it doesn't really make any difference where we are. So it's great that we were in a position that we could just move our works. It was the other elements of life that made it more difficult, like getting permission <laughs> But what was the but what was the driver to actually move though, Katie? Um, well, we've always talked about wanting to travel more and ideally do exactly what you described, living in lots of different places. And we still plan to become full on digital nomads in the future. But for now, um, having like a school age uh, child, um, you need to be in one place. So we we used to talk sort of sadly to each other about in another eight years we'll do this and that's not how to live is it um no it's not it's definitely not that that's not the way i've recently moved house and in in the uk and i moved i literally moved i moved eight miles up the road and it's a nightmare you know i've been here i've been in the new house for for, um, a month just over a month uh and i'm traveling to um the u well germany at the end of this month and then you know an extended trip to the us all on business i have to say you know so it's tough knowing where you're going to be and you know what you're going to carry no you know I'm, I'm i'm definitely going to be a digital nomad for the next from the end of end of march for for a whole month and it's 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 hard to do and i did it last november as well where i went to the states for five days and ended up staying 17 you know mm. because it's just you see opportunities and you can go and see people and meet people and chat with them but yours is more um lifestyle oriented i think on the on the side that you and andy want to actually see the world and want to explore the opportunities that a, that a profitable business gives you because you're you're actually getting the the um the cash flow to be able to finance this kind of thing and that's what a lot of freelancers who are, who are running around in rvs and just traveling and making sure that they they're happy where they they can do their four or five hours of work and then they can do their eight hours of um, exploration and they can sleep for however long they lo- they like. Now, on that note, we, I'm going to just finish the question that I started. How are you dealing with Gutenberg and WordPress and WooCommerce updating? Ironically, you're selling via EDD because it's an easier licensing system. I sell by EDD as well. 
or it's it's my preferred licensing system. But WooCommerce, you know, they do the licensing system as well. But how are you dealing with Gutenberg? Are you are you focused on that, or is is your stuff more or less short code driven because WordPress is still in the sorry WooCommerce is still in the um, classic editor, if you like. You know, you you can throw things in there. Well, you know, WooCommerce is not Gutenberg friendly currently, unless you're using something by Jamie Marsden, Poodle Press, who's got some Gutenberg blocks for WooCommerce. Are you going to be developing anything for Gutenberg or other page builders? How, how are you focused on that? Our heads are firmly in the sand at the moment. Um, we most of our plugins use uh, short codes and. <laughs> sure. and like for example, our table plugins. We're aware that they need to be. It needs to be easier to create a table. Currently, you set them up on the settings page, and then you just add a short code, and everything comes from the settings page. But if you want each table to be different, you have to use short code options. And not everybody is comfortable using complex short, not complex, but multiple parameters within a short sure. code. So we know we need to create short code generators, but what? The market is so fragmented. Um, yeah. We kind of hate Gutenberg. We don't even have it on our site. Um, so, uh, do you, our, yeah, our do you, wants to you, change you, 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 hang on a hang on a second there, Mrs. Keith, Ms. Keith. <laughs> we hate Gutenberg. Um, the, do you hate Gutenberg? Oh, because she's coming back as a regular guest. Uh, I know she's brilliant. I'll be inviting her on the panel show. I'll be inviting her on the panel show. You know, so you've got uh, hate. But I know. I just want to want to call you out on this one. I'm afraid, even though you are a guest, do you hate Gutenberg because you are product developers that utilize short code and you're used to classic editor and short codes, and because you see a long steep learning curve for you and your customers to go into Gutenberg or do you just hate Gutenberg because you hate Gutenberg? I hate the usability of it. It's not as good as any really of the popular page builders and it should be. I wish that Gutenberg was took the best of the page builders and put them into WordPress itself thus convincing everybody to move to it and defragmenting the market. I get what that does for the page builder's business, and that's an unfortunate side effect. But in terms of WordPress, it needs to be the best of those and not the worst. And that's why I don't like it. And and I don't currently have it on our own site. Because if it was that really great um, intuitive way of creating content in WordPress, then we would happily build blocks for it um, more and the customers would happily use it rather than going for Divi and Elementor being the main two competitors at the moment. Um, But yeah, as a product developer, our dilemma is where to put our resources because it's so fragmented. Do we stick with short codes, which are not that user-friendly, but are universally um, compatible with everything? Um, Or do we use um, Divi blocks, Elementor, Gutenberg, well, that's three different things to support plus short codes, isn't it? Sure. Um, so at the moment, it's, well, it's, it, it, yeah, it's tough because you know, as you know, I've got a plugin and it and it has to work with every page builder. It's a nightmare, and sometimes mm. there's conflicts, which we fixed, by the way. So let you know, let me know if you want to use it again. But yeah. the point is, is that 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 is the issue. Gutenberg is not and has never been ready. And in our view, in my view, even though I like it and I can use it, and there's people like like um, Cadence Blocks and, and Crocker Blocks and all these people that are building phenomenal um, 
blocks and you know even we i've got a blocks um plugin as well it's not that hard but i think because of matt's um view of gutenberg being bigger than wordpress which he recently commented is that because it's react based it can go into anything and i think that's that's the that's the plan i don't think he's going to drop wordpress per se but that's my opinion and it's an educated opinion, Jonathan. You can laugh as much as you like, but the, the whole well, point is that Gutenberg uh, will know, be... I don't think Matt even knows what's going on in his own mind. Oh, I think alone, he does. I think he's telling quite, anybody he's... else what's going on. <laughs> he's so... quite aware. He's quite aware. Right, we're running short of time on the on the 30 minutes that we try and keep this to. And I've got this... You've got a couple of minutes or a minute or so, Katie. You've been brilliant on answering these drive-by shooting questions. And... So what do you see as some of the key opportunities in the WordPress ecosystem at the present moment, either for you or somebody that you know? Um, I think there are lots of opportunities because there are still gaps in the market, despite the number of companies. So if you're in there and you know what's going on, you might be building sites for clients, building products, you keep your um, ear to the ground, you can find opportunities and gaps still without any major competition. Um, I think it's a really great business uh, model because it's such a low barrier to entry. You don't need particular qualifications. Um, You obviously need to produce a quality product and figure out how to market it, but it's a much easier way in than lots of industries. And so there's an opportunity to build a a successful company for yourself, um, which will um, keep you going as well as your team. Um, Or some people build with acquisition in mind. And obviously that's huge at the moment as well for people wanting to go in that direction. So there are definitely opportunities to build a successful business and then take it where you want. Sure. And have you been, have you ever thought about building this to, to sell it? Um, not in the short have or medium. Have you got an exit plan? You haven't got an exit plan then? Well, I would be lost without it, to be honest. So I even like, so at the moment I've got my daughter in school for the next eight years. I can't go traveling the world, but even when I am, I probably would still want to work. So at the moment I can't see wanting to exit. And obviously some people exit and then build another um, company but I'm not, sh- I kind of feel like I've done that now. So I'm not that interested in starting again. I'd rather see how big I can take what I've already done. So I'm not saying never, but I'm not in the foreseeable future looking at that either. Brilliant. So we're at the end of this uh, particular presentation, this podcast with you, Katie Keith and uh, myself, Andrew Parr and Jonathan Denwood. If you are interested as the tribe listening now, and speaking to the tribe of getting some extra content, Katie's uh, agreed to stay on with us and we can ask her random questions because we've run out of the ones we had. Um, you can go to our YouTube channel. So just WP Tonic YouTube. So sign up, subscribe and click the like button if you like. So Jonathan, if you've got any extra questions for katie i've got a few in my head but you know well, you need I'm to wrap up to... the you need to wrap up the podcast and ask katie so the, how the, people, the... people and then we we'll close what? the podcast and we'll go on always, to the he's always stuff. educated me this man he's just always educated me on how to run a podcast one day i'll learn so what i want you to do tribe is sign up to uh our newsletter so i've already done that and um we'll wrap up the, t- the podcast it's all over I've said about the YouTube channel, go to wptonic.com forward slash newsletter and all recommendations and find out all about WP Tonic podcast. Thanks for listening. 
Hey, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Why not visit the Mastermind WordPress membership group on Facebook? And if you want to keep up with all the latest news on the podcast, visit wp-tonic.com forward slash newsletter. We'll see you next time.